Hello beautiful humans, this is Alicia from Ethical Wellness Programs and you are listening to the Heal in Motherhood podcast, the show that combines the science of the mind-body connection and trauma research along with spiritual teachings and practical tools to help women heal their lives from the inside out and reclaim their inner goddess while showing up as the person, parent and partner they came here to be. If you like what you hear on today's show, please don't forget to leave us a review on the iTunes podcast app so that we can grow our community and impact as many women's lives as possible. Hello and welcome everybody. I'm really excited to share this episode with you today. Today we've got Raquel on. And she is a mum of soon-to-be three babies. (laughs) She's a former stripper turned birthing doula and dance teacher. And she is super passionate about supporting women through their birthing journey. And she also loves to help women reconnect to their sensual self through dance. Yeah, welcome, Raquelie. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So I'm super excited to have you here today because we connected through your mother deep immersion program, which is like, well, I'll let you explain it. What is the mother deep immersion program? What is that? Okay, Tell me so about it. it is a five-week container and I kind of market it as a dance class that we're going to do the central dancing and we're going to learn how to do lap dancing and floor work and being really comfortable with that kind of dance and that kind of movement, the feminine flow. But really, it's five weeks of sisterhood and five weeks of connection with yourself and with other women and being able to share stories about your sex life and where your sex life is at postpartum or, you know, after a couple of kids. It's where you can share anything judgment-free. We have a cacao ceremony. We do a womb healing. And it's so much more than a dance class, you know, like, as you know, from our five weeks together, like we didn't do any dancing for like the third <laughs> week because there's so much to unpack around our own connection with our bodies postpartum. And, you know, that's, and it's not, I think all women go through different experiences with their sexuality and their sensuality and their bodies. But, you know, we have to unpack all of that before we can just start doing this dance because I can easily teach anyone to do a lap dance. but you're not going to walk away with that connection that you need to be able to actually put that into your everyday life and be able to be confident in your body and feel yourself again, I guess. Yeah. I love how you described that because, yeah, for me, it really was that connection and that sisterhood. And it came at the perfect time for me because it was something that I was seeking and I didn't know I was seeking it. It was like, It was such a pleasant surprise because I feel like you go to so many different healing things, you know, whether you've been to the yoga classes or the cacao ceremonies or breathwork sessions or whatever it is, and you do it as a group, but that really takes the focus where I feel like what happened at your program with your classes, and we did it over five weeks, which is perfect, it's amazing. But we really actually did get to know each other. It wasn't like this sort of fake 
sisterhood of like, oh yeah, we've known each other five minutes and now we're all going to be best friends. You know, it was five weeks that we all saw each other every week and connected. And, you know, we spoke about motherhood. We spoke about parenting. We spoke about our kids. We spoke about our bodies. We spoke about sex. And we spoke about all of these things that I don't really speak about with friends. You know, we speak about surface stuff, whatever it is which is definitely something I value, but this was really, like we say, a deep immersion, not just, you know, that dancing level and reconnecting with our bodies, but also on this sisterhood and connection and all, yeah, just feeling really seen and you really allowed that space for everyone to be seen and heard. I feel like, you know, I've been to things before where people, you just kind of get moved along and it's, you know, you say you're sharing a bit, but everyone, it just felt comfortable and natural yeah. and like I'd known you girls forever. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. like thank you for that because it really was amazing. And if anyone is thinking about doing this five-week program, I would say definitely go and check it out because the dancing bit brought the fun and the yeah. lightheartedness, didn't it? Do you feel? Yeah. 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 And it was so interesting because when I first taught lap dancing, it was Pixie Love School of Sass and it wasn't this spiritual, I wasn't in this spiritual place. Like I hadn't done any of the trainings that I've done now. And even then, and that was a 10 week program and it was one hour a week and we just did this dance class. And even then it became like, some weeks became like this real deep like group counseling session and three of the girls from one of the terms like they became like best friends and they were bridesmaids at each other's weddings and stuff you know so we need that connection and you know that's what I always try and bring to everything I do I guess so I really enjoyed our five weeks together it was amazing like it was so good <laughs> yeah it was there was lots of magic so yeah, it was amazing. So tell me what kind of led you down this path? Because as you said, you know, you were, you're a former stripper. So you was a stripper before you became a mum. So what kind of led you onto this new path? And what was your journey before that? So I'd been a stripper for quite a long time. And it was a pathway for me to travel the world, really. You know, I could go anywhere and pretty much most places I could go, I could work. And I was really confident in myself and in my body. It was, I was always very in touch with my sexuality and who I was as a woman and, you know, loved sex, loved self-pleasure, loved all that stuff. And I was very confident in that. And then after Mila was born, my eldest, and so while I was with her dad, I didn't strip. I was stay-at-home mum slash his PA and I was more corporate. And after he and I separated when Mila was six months old, I just went straight back to stripping. Like it was, you know, I just went straight back to it. I wanted to have my life that I'd had before having Mila, I guess. And also I needed to support us because at the time I'd not had PR in Australia for very long. So I couldn't actually get benefits or anything. So I had to support us and stripping was the easy way for me to do that. And then in 2020, COVID hit. And I guess even before COVID hit, I was kind of questioning, like, what am I going to do with my life? I'm a mom, I have this child, and I'm a single mom in Perth, and what can I do? And 
And I'd heard about a doula when I was pregnant with my eldest, Mila, and I'd, you know, I'd had a really traumatic birth experience with Mila. Okay. So I started researching what a doula is and what a doula can do. And I looked at um, some different courses. So I did my womb magic healing course. I did conscious counseling course and my doula training. And all of that kind of encompassed everything that I you know, wanted to share and help with women. Like I really am women focused. I guess everything I've done since I moved to Perth has been women focused. I started a Facebook group for women to make friends and everything was women focused. And then while I was doing my doula training, decided one day that I was going home to make a baby. (laughs) And I uh, made a baby and obviously with the help of my partner. And through that pregnancy and that postpartum, I actually went uh, through a whole different experience of, I had a really good home birth. It wasn't traumatic. There was a lot of uh, memories in my body about the experience that I'd had with Mila that came after my birth and I actually found breastfeeding quite traumatic and I really struggled with that and I really lost my sense of self you know I felt shameful about who I was I was shameful about being this sexual person and being a mother and it was a really difficult time for me I was really struggling and I didn't know where to go and I didn't know who mm. to talk to about it and I didn't know what I could really do and I was looking for answers outside obviously because that's what we do we look for answers outside all the time and I went home to England in May so just before then like my partner and I've been talking about me dancing or doing some kind of like going back to stripping or if there was a way that I could connect with myself in that way I would I started dancing again and I started dancing in that specific way and I didn't I wasn't going to work but I was dancing at home and I would take that time to try and get my partner a lap dance or try and like just do it while I was on my own and um, I remember someone saying like you just have to have sex like you just have to make yourself have sex and then it will get easier and I was like oh I don't want to do that (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't sound that enjoyable to me but I started dancing and then after I came back from England I've been in England for three weeks I went on another retreat because we love retreats, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I had three nights of sleep, solid sleep. And while I was there, I was just thinking about how important this feminine flow is and how I can incorporate like all of the stuff that I've learned and like that give me my power and share that with other women. And so I came back and I was like, I'm so juicy and I'm so excited and I've got this workshop idea that I'm going to bring for life I'm going to teach women how to give lap dances and it's going to be so much deeper than that and then I made another baby (laughs) 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 and I feel like it was another kind of journey for me because I then had to like I was like oh my god like now I have to incorporate made and a mother again like together Mm. like when you came to mother um, for that container I was like I've had to go through this whole new journey again of like, well, can I do this while I'm pregnant? Can I teach women how to be sexy while I'm pregnant? Because my last experience in my pregnancy wasn't that, you know? And then I go, yes, because we can be maiden and mother together. We don't have to just be one or the other. You know, this whole sexualization of us as women is nothing to do with us, you know? Like it's something completely external can have joyful breastfeeding journeys and enjoy breastfeeding and enjoy having our boobs touched in sex. It's 
you know, and I've, I've had to do a lot of work on that. And so that's why I feel it's so important to share it with other women. Everybody needs to feel comfortable in their body, everybody. And we need to be able to be made in a mother at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so just for women that aren't really aware yet of what maiden and mother means, would you just be able to explain that yeah, a little bit so for some of the listeners? Maiden is pre-mother. So maiden is your springtime, your fun time. It's pre-ovulation. It's when you're exploring life and enjoying life and you're in the prime of your you know, going out in, in summer dresses. I always think of it as like summer dresses and dancing <laughs> around the maypole and, you know, like that kind of like really like airy time. Mm. And then you ovulate and you become mother and then you are focused on your child and maiden is pushed aside. And like I thought, and I guess, not necessarily thought, but it was kind of an impression I got that your maiden dies, you know, like mm. your maiden dies and you become mother and it's a new chapter of your life. And now I'm thinking, well, why does your maiden have to die? Surely your maiden just evolves. Like it's something that we can take through with us into our motherhood journey. And I definitely like, if like the maiden mother thing, I guess I've only really been aware of it in the last few years. It's definitely through like doing doula training and the other stuff that I've done that looking at our cycles in spring summer autumn winter and the different cycles of our life it's become really prominent and I think it's a really beautiful way to like think about our lives but we just mm. have that kind of your maiden the maiden dies you become mother your mother dies you become marga your marga dies you become prone you kind of feel like it doesn't all have to die it just can evolve onto the next and you can bring things you know when you're in your 80s you want to be fun right yeah it's like you don't need to let go of those traits of being free-spirited and joyful and it really spoke to me part of your journey of how you went through pregnancy and you became more disconnected from your body because I had the same experience especially with, well, with both of them, actually. But I feel like it was more heightened in my second pregnancy. But I had a lot of pregnancy trauma, I guess, of I had so much pain. My shin bones came out of place of my um, ankle bones because the relaxalin relaxed my ligaments so much and my feet got flatter and it got hard to walk. And I had a lot of chronic pain and I held on to that for a good three years before I started to look at and release the trauma through my body and start to do the work that I'm doing now. But I think it's super interesting because before that, you know, one of my values is pleasure. And before that, that's how I experienced pleasure was through my body, through my senses that really shifted as I moved into becoming more of the mother. Yeah, because I didn't have that connection with my body because I was dissociating so much because I was in pain and I was like my body the story was is that my body had let me down in some way and like you I had a lot of shame I had a lot of like oh I can't breastfeed and although both of my births were really good and really magical and I felt really empowered by my birth and I did a lot of awareness before my birth to make sure you know, that I was prepared in 
as much as you can be for birth. But I kind of knew what I wanted and I allowed that to happen through my body. But I still had all this other stuff, the sickness, the pain, the disconnect and not connecting to that pleasure anymore. And I remember coming to your class and being like, oh, I don't know how to touch my body. Like, <laughs> when I dance, I dance with my arms out away from my body. I don't like touch myself as I dance. And that was just like a really bizarre experience because it's like I used to be able to do that and be in my feminine flow and use my body as a portal for pleasure. But because of all the trauma that I experienced, I then disconnected from that part of myself. So I really feel like, you know, what you're offering in your program is so powerful because we all hear the stories and we all go through the stories. And also you've got that doula training there as well that can help people. And you've heard these stories and it's, I guess you've got the experience there is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So that's super interesting. So for people that don't know what a doula is, because before I met you, I didn't know what a doula was. Really? No, I didn't. I had no, I had no idea this existed. And there's so many things now like that I'm starting to realize. And as I'm talking to people and as I'm going on this business journey and helping mums in motherhood, there's things that I'm like, I wish I had that when I was pregnant or I wish yeah. I knew that, you know. So that's why I'm on doing this podcast is to share yeah. this knowledge. So people need to know about it. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I look but... and I'm like, oh, that would have been amazing to have someone come to my house and cook me freaking meals. I would definitely <laughs> have paid for that. I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we do, doulas do so much. There are different types of doulas. So there are birth doulas, postpartum doulas, pregnancy doulas, birth doulas, postpartum doulas, there's death doulas, and there's also life doulas as well. So there's different types and um, I trained with in pregnancy birth and postpartum and I really love birth like birth is my like being I really love supporting women especially women that are birthing in hospital I feel like that's really important so a doula is continuous support for you through pregnancy birth and postpartum um the doula, word doula is a greek word for um a servant girl servant and that's where the work comes from. And we are physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual support for you. Every doula is different. Every doula offers different things. Some are less spiritual and some are more hands-on than others, you know. But there's a doula for you, basically. If there's, you know, there's a doula for everyone out there. I really believe in supporting hospital births because I feel like they're the births that really need the support. We're continuous support throughout your pregnancy and your birth so we get to know you throughout your pregnancy and then we're there with you at birth so if you're birthing in a you probably won't know the midwife that you're going to have on the day and also after 12 hours unless just changes they might leave and another midwife comes so your doula will be there with you and we're a reminder for you to advocate for yourself and so we do lots of childbirth education in the lead up to the birth so if a situation arises that you because when you're in labor, sometimes when a situation arises, you might forget about, not necessarily forget, but you might not be able to advocate for yourself about well, the decision. Yeah, because you're normally in that 
flight fight freeze mode aren't you because you're in survival mode you know you're you're just trying to birth a baby you're not actually got your conscious mind online and you can't actually make informed decisions necessarily at that time so yeah Yeah. so I work with birth mapping that's um a program that I I did the birth mapping practitioner training um in 2020 as well or 2021 and I you know so we do birth mapping so we go through all these different decision points beforehand like okay so you've been in labor for x amount of hours and it's not progressing what do you you know what if they offer you this this and this what do you want to do Mm. so then if you get to that stage that just you've already got informed consent Mm. you've already gone through that decision beforehand rather than being like oh I don't know you know like so having your doula there I'm like that nudge nudge person like you know this is what we talked about before and because also not always you don't always get informed like it's not you can't always make informed decisions because you don't always get all the information um when you're birthing in a hospital so it's really important to have someone there with more information to help you through it and then in the postpartum we bring you meals we cook for you we do light housework we hold the baby so you can have a shower we make sure all those postpartum wishes are like adhered to as well so if you want no visitors or you want your family to do a meal train like we can set up a meal train for you which is an amazing website and you can share a link with everyone and they can just pick which day they want to cook a meal and you know so we go through all of that stuff as well which is setting up for post your postpartum is one of the most important things you can do yeah because we all have this massive focus on the birth but mm-hmm. the only thing really get that's talked about is the breastfeeding, which yep. for me, again, like you, was a fucking shit show. So it's like I didn't have any support. And my yeah. poor husband, he didn't understand what he was meant to be doing either. So he was out in the garden. I was laid in bed with mastitis with a new baby, like two weeks in, already been to the hospital twice. And my partner was out in the backyard making a DJ table (laughs) and it's like my midwife came in and she was like what is going on here (laughs) she was like you need to get this woman to the hospital she's not well when was the last time you checked on her and he's like oh about four hours ago Yeah, men, but like men you say, you don't well. know what you don't know. Yeah. And if we're not preparing men to look after the woman postpartum, they're not going to know. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know myself what I needed. I just no. thought I would have the baby and, you know, two weeks later I'd be out with lunch dates with the girls on a lunch date, you know, <laughs> taking the pram out for a walk. That's what I thought. I didn't yeah. realise how it was going to change my body and how much pain I was going to be in and the process of healing all of what's gone on and I didn't think about any of that yeah (laughs) like for me I watched my mum like her last pregnancy I was in year six so I was like 11 years old and I watched my mum go through Mm. this pregnancy which didn't seem to affect her in any way like she played sports all the way through like she was playing golf like she was playing school she was she was just you know like full-on living life <laughs> she labored at home amazingly went into hospital popped this baby out 
well, it came to my soccer game like the next day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I never even, like, she made it look so easy. Yeah. <laughs> she made it. And I said to her when I went through my first pregnancy and I was really ill in my first pregnancy and I was in hospital, I was like, you set me up to fail <laughs> you set me up to fail I thought that it was gonna be easy and it, mm. you know it really wasn't and then with men as well we don't we don't teach men uh, very well there's not a lot of men teaching men mm. your doula supports your partner as well we're a real team it's not just it's not like pushing your partner out of the way it's about supporting your partner what you'll find is like when a doula starts to do some kind of hands-on thing, like the partner then is like, oh, I can do that because you've shown me how to do that before, but they need that reminder. Yeah, well, that permission, even yeah. just, yeah, that permission to be like, oh, okay, yeah, she's yeah. okay for me to do that, yeah. Yeah, and with um, like my partner now, like he's only ever seen a home birth, you know, like he's really lucky to have only gone through that experience. Mm. He's part of a dad's group and they talk about lots of men's subjects and stuff that, you know, like trauma in the birth space for men. And so my partner and I have been working together to kind of do a doula for dads. And like my partner's going to do childbirth education for men and like from a man. I love that idea. I've got goosebumps. That is an amazing idea, honestly, because it's so freaking needed. Because yeah. like in the birthing space, honestly, Stephen was my doula. He was my biggest advocate. And he was like, he told, he had an argument with the doctor. I told him to leave. He was like, <laughs> she doesn't need you. You need to leave. <laughs> you know, he had a, he's got a good voice, you know. But yeah, like I said, after the birth, there was a lot of not really knowing who should be doing what. And, yeah. you know, that was our lack of communication yeah. as well. And where we were at in our evolution of our growth of our relationship as well because I at the time didn't think I had needs and definitely didn't know how to speak up for my own needs so you know and this is why motherhood does bring about this healing transformation and change it is the catalyst for growth because otherwise everything's just going to fall apart if you don't grow it asks that of you you know it is that initiation it's like come on you've you've got to learn how to support yourself and stand up for yourself and communicate you know yeah and we don't we don't prepare our partners for postpartum we don't you know there's no conversations about okay when this happens what whose mental load is this going to be like is this going to be my job or is it yours like for ages I was angry that the weeding wasn't done like I was so angry right like the weeding just the front of my house was like crap like the the weeding's not done and I was like like surely he just knows to do it right he's the man of the house like surely that's just like standard (laughs) like he knows it's his job and like we actually um there's a book called um gentle parenting Mm-hmm. I think it's just parenting. Um, Sarah Ockwell Smith. She's actually a doula in the UK, a childbirth educator. Okay. And she has this book, Gentle Parenting. And in it, there's like this list of mental load stuff, right? That we have as women and as couples. Who's going to be worried about the kids' passports? Who's going to like look after the animals? Who's going to do the gardening? And I was like, I went through this list and I was like, whoa, like, mind blown like our mental load is massive and then I actually was like okay we've got to sit down and go through this list together Mm. so we can assign whose jobs who 
I mean, I still feel like I got the bulk of the bulk. <laughs> but that's fun. You know, we sat down and we went through it all. Because I was like, for ages, like, why are you not doing what I want you to do? Yeah. Why are you not looking after me in the way that I think you should be? Yeah, because why can you not read my mind yet? <laughs> yes. I know, I'm, like, I'm sure that you can oh, read man, my I mind. I used to do that, yeah. If you, if I give him enough silent treatment, surely he will be able to read my mind. <laughs> yes, and we do that, don't we? We're like, oh, we're not going to communicate our needs and we're not going to, you know, talk about what's happening. <laughs> yeah, because we don't know how yet. I, that's like a massive part of my course is helping women with communication because yeah. We don't know how yet. Like, it's not something I was taught, you know. I didn't even know how to label an emotion. I didn't even know what emotions were. So it's like, Oh, yeah, and, like, most of us grew up there. Like, if we had emotions, they were too big and we had to be Mm. shut down and you're always the sensitive one or you're this or you're that. Like, so, yeah, like, we, I think for our generation, we're going through a massive growth and I feel... I actually say to my mum all the time, like how I feel that she showed me us so much respect as children. Like her parents didn't show her, so we I can mm. then go on and show my children even more respect because I'm I've learned and I've mm. like can now do this. And my mum didn't have the coping skills that we had, like that we have now. So yeah, there's definitely learning through motherhood. I just yeah. saw my baby at the window. I was like, oh. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Well, how can people get in touch with you? How can they follow you? How can they Uh, connect with you? I'm an open book, really. (laughs) I have Instagram. I have Facebook. And what's your what's your name on there? Um, It is on Instagram. It's Rikelli dot the naked doula dot per. Okay. So it's probably the easiest way. I have got a website, but it's in the middle of being rebuilt at the moment and it's www.thenakeddoula.com.au okay it's being rebuilt and i'm behind in handing in my copy for it so oh, okay that's all <laughs> right like, i've got to finish that yeah finish that. Um, well i can put all of the information into the show notes for everyone yeah. and when is the mother deep immersion starting so the first one of this five-week container is on the 30th of October and it runs every Sunday morning from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. through November. And whereabouts and is it? It's in South Perth at On Sacral Ground, a holistic okay. healing venue. And it will be my last one before I go on maternity leave. So it will be my last one this year, this next year probably. I probably won't do another one next year. Um, so I'll probably be on maternity leave. So, yeah. So if you want awesome. to do this, if you want to jump in, this is the time to do it. Yes. Yes. Awesome. And what about with your doula stuff? Are you going to be finishing up around the same time yeah. with the doula so, stuff? Yeah, so or? my last, I actually have a birth client booked for the, she's due at the, we actually, she's due on my birthday at the end of December. Um, so she'll probably birth in January. So I am available for birth mapping sessions. I'm available for womb healing sessions, Reiki. So much stuff I'm available for the end of the year. Mm. So if you want to work with me, birth mapping is a really great way to work with a doula. If you don't want a doula, be like in your space, I guess. If you or you feel like you can't afford a doula, birth mapping is a really good thing to do because 
it gives you all that informed consent. It's yeah. really helpful. Um, my womb healing can be done in person or on um, Zoom, but I prefer I prefer to do things in person. Yeah, yeah, um, it's nice. I'm an in-person person. Yeah, in-person person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought I was more of an online, but over the last few months, I've realised how much I actually like being in person as well. It's nice. Awesome. So one more question for you. What's been your biggest lesson from motherhood or from your kids? What, what's been your biggest golden um, nugget for us? <laughs> Oh my god, my biggest lesson has been trust my intuition. Like that has really been something that I have tried to squash down over the years. You know, you tell yourself the stories that it's not it's not true or you know, you don't you're making it up or all these things, but your intuition is real and it is the thing that you have to trust in motherhood. If you think there's something wrong with your child, if you think that your child's not well or something in your life isn't right, whatever that situation is, trust it because Mm. we have this intuition for a reason. And for many years, I tried to shut my intuition down. Mm. And in the last few years, I've really, you know, got into that confidence in trusting my intuition. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And if you enjoyed the show, please let us know your biggest takeaways. Um, You can reach out to either me or Rakeli on socials and we will get back to you. If you enjoyed today's show, remember to hit the subscribe button so that you can hear our weekly updates and also put a review in the review box. And yeah, we'll chat next week. Namaste, beautiful humans. Namaste.